everyone, and welcome to Supernatural and Folklore Entities. Today we have a guest, my aunt, Veronica. Hi, everyone. So today we're going to be talking about angels, and I know you came encounter with some and worked with them. What's that like? So I am a intuitive energy Reiki practitioner, and when I'm doing energy work on any one of my clients, I always call in all of their angel guides. And it's pretty fascinating when they all come in. And um, I can sense them in the room. They speak to me. I believe that they're the ones doing the work. As I'm doing energy work, they're the ones that are guiding because obviously they know they're human the best. And so as I'm doing my work on them, they're very present to guide me to help that person heal and let go of whatever negative energy just no longer serves them and to just heal any past trauma. And it's really, it's really a beautiful thing to watch. It's very much um, a miracle every time I get to work on somebody and such a blessing. Uh, It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Wow. That sounds amazing. It's probably really cool. Just like feel them and know that you're being able to help an angel in God's service with people. Absolutely. And what's fun about it too is, you know, usually the day before I, I work on someone, I tune in. Uh, normally, as I'm walking my dog, uh, that's a nice time for me to kind of tune in and just ask them if they have any messages for my client, if there's any intuitive guidance or any clarity they can bring to them. And a lot of times their guardian angels are, are a loved one that's passed on, maybe a grandparent um, or, or a parent. And what helps is they they give me a message to give to them, which just brings so much healing and clarity. And it's always validated when I get chills or my knees are kind of weak. I know that's when they're in my presence because they're just so powerful in the room or or wherever I'm channeling them from. It's really fun. Wow, that's really like interesting. Like I just love hearing about that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting and what I'm learning is that as I go through more trainings and I do specialize in first responders. Um, I love that community. Much respect and shout out to all the men and women in blue and and everyone um, putting their life on the line for us every day. That's one of the reasons I got into this work. I believe that all of you are very much protected by your angels. And, um, you know, that's why I do my work is so that these, these people that are putting their lives on the line every day can finally get some peace in their life and some answers and some clarity and just knowing that that they are respected and that they are protected by by their spiritual guides and by their guardian angels is always um, just a blessing for me to be able to bring to people, to be able to be a vessel for those angels to to work through, to help heal our, our men and women of of service. And so that's that's another reason why I got in into this line of work, which is, is very special for me, too. That sounds very healing and very, um, it sounds like it takes a lot of energy to go through all that during the day. Well, what's interesting, PJ, is that kind of all the opposite, like, you know, I always think, oh my gosh, massage therapists are amazing. They work so hard on all these bodies. And my work, when I stand there and I pick up energy on people and I just kind of hover my hands over them, they're doing the work for me. And so I'm like, they're driving the car. I'm just going for a ride. And so I just feel my hand just kind of guide wherever they need to guide, hovering over the body, healing whatever area needs to be healed or balancing their chakras, um, you know, also their central nervous system and just giving them a nice little reset. And I just can't stress enough what, 
you know, the intuitive part of it and the guidance part of it, I think is just my favorite because when I can say, Hey, your grandmother is with you all the time, or, you know, your dad is in the room and he watches over you. And, and this is a message I get. And what's interesting is they will give me a little, a little picture or a little saying or a little something to let that person know that it is them. And it's, it's legit. I'm not just making it up or, you know, trying to put some kind of twist to it. It, I just really speak through them and whatever message they give me, I just say the words out my mouth. It's kind of like I'm in a trance and it's like, I'm not even, I'm not present. They're just kind of speaking through me. Um, and that's pretty cool too. And so any client that I work on, I give them their intuitive notes in a spreadsheet and I share it with them on a Google doc. So that way they see their guidance all the time. So they don't have to think back and go, Oh, what did Veronica tell me in that treatment? What did my grandmother say when she came through or whatever? It's all in a doc for them right there. And the trauma that I just see getting healed is um, just amazing that I just want more and more people to, to channel in and, and anyone can channel in. That's the cool thing. It's not, yes, I feel like I'm divinely guided and gifted, but I also had to take classes to learn how to channel that. And, you know, even since a kid, I, I knew that I was intuitive, but I just, I didn't really know. I didn't re really know that I could tap into it when I needed to, to help others. It was just kind of something in my gut that came to me, but I really didn't understand where it was coming from until I worked with a mentor that helped me understand and be able to channel and to really bring people clarity. So with this energy stuff, how, how are you able to unlock it without like coming in contact with other entities besides angels? Good question. Um, kind of like when I use the word channeling, I only allow, well, the first thing I do, first of all, when I go into a room is I clear my own energy. And a lot of times I use those of you that know about um, crystals and minerals. I use selenite. Um, it's a very peaceful type of crystal crystal. And I will wash over my energy with that and clear that. And then I basically pray to my angels. And a lot of times I, I always pray to Archangel Michael and just ask him to protect my energy. I clear out the room with a selenite or I use Palo Santo that that's um, that I'll, I'll use to clear as well. And I'll clear all the room. I brush all the corners of the room and I just say a little prayer and I call upon all my angel guides to be with me, to protect me, to protect the room that I'm working in and to protect my energy and to only allow white light and pure energy into the room. So when you set that intention, that kind of blocks out all the negative, any kind of dark energy that could enter. And as practitioners, we really have to hold that sacred and be very careful with that because the last thing we want is to obviously call in anything negative because our, our point and our purpose is to get rid of all that. And when you're dealing with people that are dealing with some heavy trauma, like heaven forbid, a rape or sexual abuse, or um, maybe they're ex-military or police force and, and they've dealt, you know, with some really heavy things, heavy uh, trauma and I start to clear that, I'm clearing that negative energy and I want that negative energy to go right out of the room or right into mother earth and not just ever be in their body again. So even after I clear them, I ask their angels to place protection, a blanket of protection and peace over them. And I kind of seal it around them energetically before they leave the room. And then I cleanse my energy again and I cleanse the room again before I leave the room. Um, just to really, I think it's so important, PJ, and I'm so glad you asked that question to any of your listeners out there. Always, always, always ask for that white light, pure energy to be in your life and always ask for protection. And Archangel Michael is the best at it. So I encourage every, every niche one of you to reach out to him.
So when you see the angels, what, what exactly do they feel like or look like if you've seen them? You know, the only, I've never seen angels appear per se. I'll see floods of white light. Sometimes I see white smoke come into the room or off the body and I know that's them. My validation is I get chills all over. And it's not like when there's a dark entity, you get like the heebie-jeebie kind of chills. It's not like that. These are like beautiful chills. It fills your heart with love. Sometimes like it's so powerful. Like I said before, my knees even kind of buckle. I'm like, whoa, the heavy duty angels are in the room. They're here to do their work. And so um, the way I receive messages and everyone's different, but it's almost like a, how I, the best way for me to describe it, it's like a movie reel playing in my head. Sometimes they'll send me a picture of something that they want me to say, or they'll send like a line of words. Like today I was working on a client and believe in yourself just went across my, my mind and the client's higher self came into the room and she was like, believe in herself, believe in herself. And they just keep repeating it and nudging. It's almost kind of like they bonk you over the head with it. And I'm like, okay, I'll write that down for them. So then I know that's a note for the client. Um, I do know people that see auras and I do know people that do see angelic spirits. Um, I'm not one of them. I, I don't see them, but I, I hear them. I feel them and I get messages just kind of inside my brain. Wow. That's really fascinating. I, I love hearing that. I, it, it's, it's very surprising for me because I, I personally have never seen one face to face. Mm-hmm them but it's just it's amazing to talk about them and know other people's experiences and it's it's heartwarming to hear that you help use them to heal people yeah I think I just learned um from my trauma and the work that I've done and the holistic practitioners that have worked on me energetically you know I always tell people the reason I do this work is because I'm not only a practitioner but I'm also a client of it and because I know what it feels like to carry really heavy trauma, and now I know what it feels like to be rid of it and to be worked on in that way um, with my intuitive spiritual guides, it's just phenomenal when you cross over. Because I think the scariest thing when you're holding so much trauma in your body is, what am I going to look like on the other side? What do I look like without this trauma living in me? Like, I know how to live in pain. But how do I live happy and how do I live with freedom inside my body without physical pain? Because that trauma, um, let's say you were bullied as a kid, that trauma will start to settle in in your joints or in your muscles or in your pelvis, in your back. And you start to get actually physical pain and you think you have an injury, but sometimes it's emotional trauma that has settled in those places. And that's why I love the work that I do, because I can grab that, that energy or that trauma and just dump it out of the body. Um, with all respect to the body and, and knowing that they want to release it and that it's ready to be released. And then the angels are there to guide me through it. Um, that person gets to the other side. And a lot of my clients, the first thing they say is, wow, I feel lighter. I feel like I lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, yeah, you lost energy weight. We pulled probably like 10 pounds of energy weight off you that just didn't serve you anymore. And, you know, trauma comes in many different forms. It doesn't have to be so brutal. It can be you know, a bike accident you had when, a, when you were a kid and it was traumatic um, that, that just stayed with you because maybe you got in trouble because you were riding without your helmet on and that stayed with you. Those are things that I find when I'm, when I'm working with my clients. It's not just a car accident that happened yesterday or something tragic that happened yesterday. A lot of times I 
it's layer by layer by layer. And the more and more I work with a client, we, we dig down pretty deep into um, their solar plexus and just start to really dig out that trauma of when they were a child baby. So yeah, just fascinating work. I can't talk enough about it. It's so great. So what happens say per se if this person comes in and they form some trauma and anger and rage that they actually have something darker around them? And what happens like practically what I'm asking is what happens if they have a demon like attached to them? What what do you do to heal those people? I personally have not experienced that um, or have done that type of work. I do know there are people that out there, light workers that do clear those kinds of entities. Um, that's kind of a different type of work than what I do. Um, but if someone does have anger and rage from a traumatic experience, I work on that. I can clear that. But when you start getting into kind of evil spirits and things like that, I stay away. I don't even dive into that um, practice. Um, because to me, I don't. Some people think that Reiki or energy work is mm, like witchcraft. And it has nothing to do with that. Like, I don't even know anything about witchcraft. It's a word to me that's fictional or like a cartoon that I saw when I was little. I really know nothing about it. Um because I do work with angels, I do, I'm a big believer in God and I'm, I hold my faith very sacred. And I was, you know, raised um, to have so much faith in Jesus and Mary and, and, um, and our Lord. I mean, and so I call upon those guys. Those are, those are my heavy hitters <laughs> and my faith that I call upon that I just don't allow those things to enter the room. But if someone, you know, I, you hear about possession, you hear about you know, demons and evil spirits and things like that. Those are other types of practitioners that someone would probably reach out to to clear those things because that's not my cup of tea. <laughs> and I haven't encountered that, thank God. I don't want to, but but anger, things like that from trauma. Yes, we can definitely work on that because if you've had trauma, you're going to have rage, you're going to have anger. That's part of the healing process. But what's nice with holistic energy work is you don't have to talk about it. You know, a lot of my men and women that are first responders, especially now during COVID, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to relive it. They just want it out. And so my job is to grab it and get it out of there with the help of their angel guides and and just allow them to sleep and be at peace and be protected. Um, that's my goal. So um, I know that totally doesn't answer your question, but it's just it's not the type of work I do. That's OK. I understand. So. What you're saying is there's like practically different levels of what your work is. Absolutely. It's, it's the onion layer, right? So, you know, there's Reiki, which has 19 hand positions over the body uh, that uses symbols, infused symbols, um, has a beautiful history to it. Uh, that's one layer, right? Then there's another layer, deeper energy work called quantum alignment that was developed by um, a, a trauma therapist and practitioner, Mary Baca, here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And um, it's actually, uh, it's been developed and is continues to be developed and grow. And I was one of the first practitioners to get trained in it. And that's a deeper approach because you really dive deeper into another layer in the body of energy to clear out trauma. Then there's a third called trosoma that really focuses on one area of the body. So let's say you have someone that is a victim of sexual assault. 
um, and that person is carrying it in their pelvis area, then we're just going to go in and work on the pelvis and dig in deep into that energy and really clear out that memory and that trauma from the body. Um, talk therapy is, I believe in it. It's very useful. I do it. Um, I'm a client of it, have been for 20 years and that heals the mind, but trauma also happens to the body. And so I think the two doubled up is a client's best bet. If they can go in and do some talk therapy, wonderful. But I get that there's people out there that really just can't talk about it or don't want to. Then the energy work is another way to remove it. Um, also acupuncture is great too. Um, but yeah, I think both together though are the best bet because you're healing mind and body together holistically and there'll be less medicated people <laughs> in the world if we can just do more energy work. So that's, that's why another reason why I do this work. So with the whole, with the trauma, so how can trauma go away by itself or will it stay with you until you somehow release it? Oh, good question. Um, you know, I think it really needs to be released. Uh, you know, I can think of so many layers of trauma, like, you know, from being bullied to being in a car accident, to losing a loved one, to being physically hurt, um, to years of abuse. Let's say you're in a domestic violence kind of situation. So many layers. But until that person does the work, to dump that trauma out and get it out of their bodies, it's just going to manifest is, is my experience. That's what I've seen. And it manifests. And that's when, um, heaven forbid, you see someone become an alcoholic or start to use heavier drugs um, because they want to go numb because it hurts and they don't want to hurt anymore and they don't want to have nightmares anymore. And they, you know, they want to sleep. Um, so they'll drug themselves to be able to get to that place when they don't have to. If they just come see one of us, you know, it takes time, it takes patience, it takes courage, but we peel back those layers like an onion and we keep digging and digging until we clear, you know, the majority of it out. So we see this happy, healthy person that can sleep and be and have healthy relationships and be a healthy member of their family and be a healthy member of society. That's, that's the goal. So what if a person chooses not to release this? Is there any way to kind of not kind of force their body ever release it? Excellent question. You know, trauma wants to be released from the body, but it has to be ready. So, for example, I was working on a client one time and some sexual abuse came up in one of her hips and my hands like got stuck energetically kind of around the outside of her hip and I couldn't move it. I couldn't have moved it if I wanted to because her body was protecting that energy for whatever reason and it wasn't ready to let it go. So I just smoothed it out a little bit and then I left her alone. If the body's not ready, it's not ready. It will be ready, but the, the client's body has to be ready to release it. So that's why I say you may, we use a method called muscle testing, which I know you're familiar with PJ, um, to intuitively help us guide what parts of the body really need and want the treatment and are ready to release it from that area. Now that doesn't mean this client's never going to release it. She just wasn't ready at that time. So I can tell her afterwards, you know what, there's some stuck energy in your hip. I couldn't release it. It has something to do with you, you know, with your sexual abuse trauma. Let's go back to your trauma therapist and let's talk that through. 
So that's another thing that I do is I'll work with their, their talk therapist as a trauma therapist with them. And then they'll talk about it and they'll get tools from that trauma therapist. And then when I go back, then maybe the body's ready to release it. But it, it, you know, it lifts and comes in layers because sometimes it's an age thing. Like for my childhood trauma, I wasn't ready to start working on it till my thirties, even though I knew it happened and it was there and it was present. I, I just wasn't ready. And everybody can tell you, you need to go therapy and you need to do this and you need to do that. If you're not ready, you're not ready. But the point is, is to just take that first little step and dip your toes in the, in the energy water, if you will, and just allow a practitioner to work on you and just say, I don't want this anymore. I don't need this anymore. And you set that intention and the practitioner can do their work. And if there is energy on there that's not ready to be released, we respect that of the body because we know at another time it will be ready. So yeah, you never force it because that could really send the body into a frenzy and we don't want to do that, but you just allow it to guide and kind of be smoothed out layer by layer by layer. It'll come off when it's ready. That's really fascinating. Thank you for sharing your life and your job. You're very welcome. So I've heard you say we a couple times. Do you guys work at a foundation or something for this? So I work at a place called Resilience Services and located here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, where we do specialize, like I said, in first responders, but all clients are welcome. I've also worked on people with many different types of trauma, of course. Um, and that's where I work. There's also trauma, very good trauma therapists that work there too. And we also volunteer our time to go out into the community and work on abused animals. A couple of weeks ago, we went to a dog rescue here in town. And um, it's a place where a bunch of um, dogs have just been chained and abused all their lives. And this wonderful woman um, goes after them and rescues them and takes them in at New Mexico Dog Rescue and uh, rehabilitates them. So she welcomed us in to do Reiki on the dogs. And they were so wound up when we got there. If you've ever been to a pound or anything, you know, the dogs bark at you when you go through. And when we left, they were all calm. They all slept through the night that night and they've all just been healthier. So we're volunteering going a couple times a month back. And there were two dogs that I got to bond with that I just, oh my gosh, I love them so much. I want to go back and visit them. And, um, and that's another thing. We also train at Resilience. Uh, Mary does, she's going to do a Reiki one training this next weekend um, she also has an intuitive class that she does that she can even do via zoom. So anyone nationally can join that. Uh, when those dates come up again, I can give them to you, PJ, you can give them to your audience, but I just highly encourage everybody to get involved. And, and that way, I mean, what, what better way, right? We can heal each other and work together and, and just have a more peaceful community, which would be great. Yes. That sounds very, um, I love the, I love the, uh, what's it called? I love the fact that you can also heal animals. I, I didn't think, I knew, I mean, I knew that was possible. But I didn't think like animals could be healed since they can't speak to you. And it's so cool, PJ, the animals do speak to you when you're working on them. They will intuitively send you messages. It's like they have little angels too. And one of the dogs I was working on, he was so sweet. He was showing me energetically where his abuse was, where he was kicked and where he was punched and where he was hurt, like where he wanted me to put my hands. And that time I broke into tears with that one because he was just a sweetheart. Um, his name was Chico. <laughs> he was so sweet. But yeah, dogs will speak back to your energy when you're working on them. And 
they just become, oh my gosh, your best friend for life afterwards are just so sweet. That's really, that's really sweet sounding. I, I love that dogs can communicate to you. That's they can, yeah. Yeah, that humans just abuse their pets. It's like, it's so common nowadays. It's yeah. Terrible. It's pretty bad. Uh, she was telling me one story where, I can't remember if she was at New Mexico, like a big plot of land, but there were 19 dogs just chained. One of them even in a bear claw trap that couldn't even move. And that's what, how, that's all the life they knew. She had them as puppies and that's how she was raising them. That's and true. so I know it's awful. And so they went out and rescued them. And those were some of the dogs we worked on. And she actually has a pile of chains um, that she collects to show people like, this is what's happening. You know, and I just, you know, if you don't want an animal, don't get one. If you're going to get one to abuse it or change outside, don't get them. Or at least leave them be. Or at least like you don't want them, like sell, like give them. Yeah, yeah. Turn them over to Animal Humane or something or to a rescue. So that way a good family can adopt them because these animals do nothing wrong. They give us nothing but unconditional love and they just deserve the best from us. So that's why I like to volunteer my time to give my my love back to them because they're just innocent little things. Yeah, that's really sad. Mm-hmm. Thank you all you do for these creatures and humans. You're very welcome. And congratulations on your new podcast show. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Well, thank you for talking with us today. Um, well, we'll talk to you next time. I think this is where we'll end it. Cool. Sounds good. Um, I really enjoyed being on your show and I hope to be a guest um, in the near future. Maybe we can talk more about animals. Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. See you later, guys. Join us next time. Bye.